Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 75. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulva Hill Jr. of InstaImage.com. He is on the, the soundboard today. Uh, we are joined by another guest two weeks in a row. We have Carson High volleyball coach Brittany Witter joining us. Uh, but before we get into that interview, I would like to thank today's title sponsor. That is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. All right, without further ado, Brittany Witter joins us of the currently 12-2 and Carson High volleyball team. Uh, I feel like I, it wouldn't be fair without leading in as, should we say, a reigning coach of the year as well oh. in 5A, 5A North. Brittany, yeah. how are you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was exciting. A surprise last year for that nomination and to get that was cool. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, 12 and 2. We are taping this on a Monday morning just for a little bit of clarity here. Uh, you know, I got to start with for, for you guys, um, you know, when you guys are going well, I've, as you obviously are right now, what do you think is, is working the best for uh, the center volleyball team? Um, when we're doing well, we are like meshing as a team. Um, and that's really important to me is you can have a whole bunch of studs and all-star players, but if they don't play together, um, you're not going to see that translate onto the court. So I think right now we have a really good connection between our passers, setters, and hitters, which is key. And then our attitude is in a good spot right now. And we have girls who are excited to be there. They want to continue their volleyball career. And so the effort in practice is translating to the games. So those are kind of two big things in our favor. And then of course we have a you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but a pretty strong offense, which is helping us, um, you know, get to where we are right now. Yeah, you led right into my next question with with kind of the offense, and you've got hitting that can come from several different places, uh, several different girls on the team. How much of a luxury is that to have uh, as a head coach? Uh, it's amazing. Last year, we really focused on the middles. Our middles were, um, you know, like our power hitters getting most of our points, but this year we can literally spread the court, front row and even back row. And then to have girls that can just contribute from all the different spots on the court, they can do, you know, like higher, slower sets, really quick, fast sets. It's, it's fun to see, you know, the hitting come from different players, different speeds, different tempos, and they can place the ball where I want them to put it too, which is really important. So we have a combination of power hitters and then spot placers, which just can kind of keep other teams on their toes defensively. So that's been really fun to kind of see come together. Yeah, and uh, you know, with with those those hitters, I mean, I can start with kind of a number a number of places, but I think I'll start with Dana Myrene, who's who's led the team in uh, kills so far. She's got 99 according to Max Preps. What have you seen from her that's kind of allowed her to have this kind of improvement coming into her senior year? Yeah, Dana's been fun. I've coached Dana since she was a seventh grader um, at Eagle Valley, so it's just so fun to see her improve. She originally started as a setter, and when she wanted to change to hitter, I was originally hesitant. She's not the tallest, you know, and she's petite, um, but you would not know that watching her hit. I mean, she is powerful. It's crazy. Um, so just watching her learn and grow has been really fun. Um, I would say she's probably the best like defensive all-around player as well. Like She can play I mean, it just makes her such a strong hitter to knowing knowing that she's going to play defense and then transition to hit. A lot of girls on their power hitters want to skip that defensive piece, but she'll do both, which is great. I mean, she just can put the ball wherever I tell her, which is awesome. So um, she's been really dynamic for us, and losing her at the end of the season is going to impact us pretty heavily. So uh, Jeff and I were joking after seeing their, your guys' last match. We, you know, we think Dana might have left a dent in the in the floor with <laughs> yeah. one of her kills. Uh, to, to sidetrack just a, a brief moment off, kind of the. Uh, or to continue on, on Dana, I guess, is that is her vertical natural? Do you see a lot of, like, 
Is a lot of you know work on just jumping, or is she just kind of able to jump that? She's high? just an athlete. Yeah, I would say honestly, my weakness as a coach is not doing skill based workouts like that. Like we don't do a lot of Vertimax, like my you know the previous coach Robert Ma would have spent a lot of time on. Um, but she is just a natural athlete, and she can jump and work around a block, which is huge. A lot of girls can jump, but. Um, then focusing on hitting around the block is, you know, kind of a missing piece and she can do both. Um, but no, she's just a natural athlete and I'm so lucky, but yeah, I should spend more time on that. <laughs> uh, you know, and kind of continuing along the line, uh, you know, Sarah Miller returns as a, as a first team all region player from last season. What have you seen from her that she's kind of built on into her senior year as well? Sarah is pr like the heart of our team, truly. Um, she has like the fire and energy that allows us to win. Um, She's really selfless. Even if she's not getting set, she'll continue to call the ball and draw blockers toward her because other teams know she's so powerful. Cur currently, she's seeing like double and triple blocks, and I think it's a little frustrating because she's not having the numbers that she saw last mm -hmm. year. That's just because teams in our league know they have to shut her down. And then sometimes it's effective. Other times it's not. She can hit around them. She can make it work and still you know, get the kills when she needs to. But without Sarah, our team would dip. Just her energy and her passion the excitement she feels for other girls when they do well is, you know, just as important as the excitement she gets when she does well. So she's just a really integral part of our team. Yeah, I've heard several opposing coaches actually kind of praise her. She, I, you know, tend to be walking past as she goes and says congratulations to the other team. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of opposing coaches, you know, praise praise the same things there. Uh, honestly, kind of the same question to a fellow senior Anna Turner, who returns from a, a second team all region performance as well from last season. Uh, how has she continued to build, and how important will she continue to be this season for you guys? Yeah, Anna's super important. She's, um, I think, leading in blocks right now. So it's just really interesting. She doesn't play club, and she plays volleyball because she likes the sport. She has no interest on going and playing at a higher level. Um, she's here just to have fun and be there. And that's kind of what I love about her is she brings just like a calm but fun energy to our team. And some of the girls want to win so bad that we can get a little too serious and in our heads. And Anna's always there to kind of bring us back to reality that we're here because we love the sport. And she's just trying some new things this year that she's been hesitant to do in the past. And I think it's her senior year and she just has nothing to lose. So it's really fun to see her running some slides and some C's and doing some different things. She got the opportunity to serve last game and that was just really fun for her. She doesn't get stressed about it. She gets excited for it. So Anna is just also, you know, another really big, important part of our team, especially on that blocking piece. So once again, another one that we're going to take a pretty hard hit for next year, for sure. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of seniors on this team, but kind of joining them up front is, of course, sophomore Abby Franco, who got a lot of varsity playing time as a freshman last season, uh, currently second in the team in kills there. What have you seen from from her? And I imagine it's a, a player you knew kind of ahead of time that she was going to be a big piece for you guys before she even got to the high school ranks. Yeah, we had heard about Abby um, at the middle school level, and we just heard this girl's coming up. She's strong. She's good. She gets the game. Um, she loves the game. And just watching her grow um, from freshman season to sophomore season has been awesome. Just her, one, her power is impressive. It was great last year as a freshman, but she um, is just a smart player this year. Uh, last year, she kind of wanted to swing away all the time. This year, she knows when it's time to swing and when it's time to spot place. Her defense is phenomenal. I mean, she's playing all the way around as a sophomore, and she earns every minute on the court. Her serve is super strong. You know, she's a girl you can kind of count on at all six positions on the court, which is great. And then, yeah, her block has really come along this year. She's really holding the block on that left side. And she can kind of single block out there and, you know, um, give one, some of our middles a little bit of a break transitioning across the court. So super impressed with her. And to think that she still has two more seasons after this season is just 
that is awesome for me looking forward because she, she's just going to bring a lot offensively and defensively to this team in the next few years. Is that kind of versatility uh, common, I guess, from what you've seen? No, um, not at the high school level, I don't think. I think you see a lot of subbing in our league, front row, back row players, and I don't know how many players play all the way around that effectively. Ideally, that's your best athlete and your best player, right? One that you can watch go all the way around the court. I'm lucky to have a lot of that this year, right? Dana can do the mm -hmm. same thing. In theory, if Sarah was in the middle, Sarah could do the same thing. Kylie does the same thing. So right now I have a, a lot of um, strong players who do play all the way around. I do foresee in the future, just looking at what I have coming up at the different levels, it's going to be a little bit more of a front row, back row um, transition with some more subbing. But yeah, any player who can play all the way around like that and be that dynamic is just a coach's dream. Uh, speaking of the front row, I guess, what's the best part about watching your block as, as effective as it's been? Oh, it's fun. Only because I will never experience a block in my entire <laughs> life. Um, so it's super fun to watch because I don't even know what it feels like. But it's it's good because we have spent a lot of time working on closing the block. I have a lot of big reaches, um, but sometimes they will go through the block, right? So it's fun. You know, Sarah is not going to let a ball get past her. And when she does, she's going to be pretty angry about it and come back uh, with a stronger block next time. So watching Sarah, she's got the best reach. And I think she's only five nine five eight okay. five nine and she has probably the highest reach on our team and it's the strongest and she just blocking for her is just more important than a kill which is great you know that block comes first but then yeah to have anna and abby and even dana and kylie like even girls who aren't that tall um they're just they're athletic and they can get that block and it's been really fun to shut down some teams you know once your block is strong you kind of get into the mind of the person you're playing against and volleyball is a mental game so if we can get a few blocks on a strong player that helps us win the game for sure. Yeah, we've talked plenty about how much you can see see swings and points and stuff with how mental uh, volleyball is, especially at the high school level. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I have talked previously plenty about Riley Kolsch and her impact last season. Uh, obviously, she was a senior last year, so has graduated and moved on. Uh, how have you kind of seen that setter role transition into to Madeline Monson this season? So it's definitely been a different type of setting game. Riley was a really strong offensive setter, where I would say Maddie is a stronger defensive setter. So Maddie really stays to play defense before she transitions to the net. And sometimes that means we have to pass a little higher because she does stay at that extra minute, which is great. It's just slowed down our offense slightly. Maddie is still working on connections with some of our hitters. With Riley, it just came really, really, really naturally. Um, I don't know what it was, but they didn't have to work on it. With Maddie, we're working on some things. You know, it's hard when the girls transition from club to school, club to school, and they're all hitting off of different people all the time. Maddie does not play club, but you wouldn't know it in terms of her leadership and her effort. She looks like she plays club all the way around. And that's just something I really value about Maddie is... She never gets down on herself or her team. She takes ownership of every set, whether it's you know a good set or a bad set. And I just think we're really, really lucky to have her. She's been a really strong server for us. I think she's only missed two serves the entire season. Wow. Um, yeah, so just consistent, a player you can always count on. And what I appreciate about her is she's helping kind of train and transition some new upcoming setters as well. Um, and she's just really selfless. So to me, a setter is really more about being a leader than it is about somebody who is perfect all the time. And so I just want to give Maddie kudos because that was hard to come in after Riley having such a successful season. But I think she's doing a really good job. And we will get to the the serving here in just a second. But uh, got to touch on one the one final piece you guys have at Libero in Ava Cordonaway. She is uh, a junior this season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what has been her kind of uh, biggest strength at Libero? I love Ava. Um, she is just like has more grit than any player that I've ever met. Like she goes for every ball um, in practice. She practices harder in practice than she does in you know plays in games, which is just something that I value and appreciate. 
She's definitely a defensive libero, right? Like you're not going to see her swing very often, mm-hmm. but she is just the communicator. She challenges herself and she challenges her team. She's also our team captain this year. So I really count on her to make sure like everybody's pushing themselves to their fullest potential, but she's just quick, really fast. I mean, you don't often see a ball go down near her at all. And if, and if it does and she doesn't get to it, she is livid and ready for that next ball. And she, you know, covers a great deal of the court. Like I tell her, every ball is yours. When the ball comes over, it's yours. So it's been fun to see her like just really kind of grow into this really like passionate player, but controlled. Last year, she was super aggressive and passionate, but we were lacking that control. This year, very controlled on top of it. Uh, I guess I'm curious as kind of a, a volleyball side of things. I'm going to make a baseball analogy here. But would you say like libero is kind of like a center fielder as far as defense goes, where it's it's her, you know, her call if uh, if if if. Yes. She thinks she can get it? Yeah, she controls the, like, the libero technically has the best view of the court, right? So they should be calling where that ball is, how many blockers are up, if it's inside the block, outside, short, deep, and she does all of that. And then if she tells another girl to get the ball, it is their job. Like, she kind of controls uh, maybe, like, a shortstop. I'm not okay. great on yeah, yeah. Um, baseball, but... Yeah, she gets to control that whole back line, kind of like the setter controls the whole front line. So between those two, and those are kind of the two people who are, you know, controlling the court and making those decisions on who goes where. Apologies, I put you on the spot with the cross-sport analogy. That's all right. So. It's better than hockey. Or... <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, like I said, I was going to get to serves with, with Monson and, of course, Ava as well. Uh, they're both top 10 in the, excuse me, Ava and uh, Dana are both top 10 in the north in aces. Uh, how have they been able to take points with their serve? Oh my gosh, those are two fun serves to watch. Ava's is fun because the whistle blows and she's already hitting the ball. Like she does not give the other team time to set up, which I think is just a huge mental piece, right? And she rarely misses when she does. It's, I mean, it was close. She doesn't blow them out the back. Dana is our starting server, right? She starts every game for us with that serve. And it's just really important for me to start with a strong serve, but that's also controlled. Those serves are both really hard to pass. I mean, they both just have so much float. It's not necessarily the speed of their serves, but um, just the amount of float they can put on it is crazy. And it kind of throws you off as a passer on the other team. If you shank one or two, once again, you're in your head kind of second guessing when they come up to serve again. And so I purposely actually redid my schedule this year. So Dana and Ava would be my first two servers. Uh, how many different types of serves are there? You mentioned the float. I assume there's, uh, you know, you can hit it you know, as hard as you possibly can. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's several different ways you can hit the ball. I guess how many different uh, serves do you kind of try to mix in? I'm just a big float serve person. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of teams are right now focusing on like a jump topspin, um, which I actually find easier to pass just because you don't have to move. A float, you have to literally have your platform in the perfect position to pass it. And so I'm a big fan of the float serve, but I have a few girls who like tried forever to jump serve and their serve wasn't as strong as just a standing float. So for me, it's not like whether you're jumping or necessarily what type of serve you have. For me, it's the spot placement. Like if I tell you to serve to a certain spot on the court and you can't do that, for me, that's a problem. We do like to call our serves and kind of target a few places on the court that are going to help us get that ball back. And so we've been really working on spot placement with our serves, and I'm seeing that translate in games, which is super awesome. Yeah, let's touch on some of the other pieces you have too. Obviously, it's not just the, the starting six every time. Uh, we've seen, you know, Players like Kylie Heckman, uh, Julie Salanoa, Clarissa Quintana jump in there as well. Uh, walk me through kind of some of the other pieces you have uh, coming off the bench. Yeah, Kylie is a huge part of our team this year. She has just a really quick, fast swing. And her 
attacking isn't, I would say, her biggest impact. For me, it's her defense, but even front row and back row defense. So she is just, she does not let a ball drop around her, which is super exciting. She's quiet. Um, so I've had to talk to her about like just having a presence on the court. And she's really come into that this year as a senior. So I've been impressed with that. And her serve has been, you know, another important piece for us this year. So really happy with Kylie and her growth. Julie's a freshman and a freshman setter on a team with a whole bunch of seniors is going to be challenging, but she's totally rising to the occasion. The touches are going to come with time. So we're still kind of working on that piece, but her block, I would say when Sarah leaves next year, Julie is going to have like the, the it block on the team. She has such a great reach um, and she's smart. She gets right in front of the ball. So I really selected her this year to really kind of work on that blocking against some strong hitters and your setters need to have a good block, right? Like you're, you're blocking the left side on the other team. So if she can really hone in on that block and get her touches, we're going to have a really successful next three years with her, but really impressed with just how she's rising to the occasion. Cause she's coming onto a pretty solid team and she's earning court time as a freshman, which is hard to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, to kind of continue on that, I mean, just how hard is it been for some of these younger players to break into the senior heavy team? It's hard. I feel bad. So I purposely tried to take a smaller team this year because I knew playing time was going to be an issue. Like I'm going to play Sarah and Anna and Dana and the girls that deserve to be on the court. It's their senior year. And not just because of that, but they are our leaders in terms of numbers and just leadership on the court. I did talk to a few of the younger girls I took up and I was just honest and transparent with them and told them, you know, I foresee you guys playing, but it's not going to be all the time. And you have a choice. You can stay on JV and get a ton of playing time and develop and grow and be a leader, or you can come up to varsity and you can play with some of the best girls in you know, the league. And so a few of them chose to do that. And I'm really glad, like same with Callie, she's not seeing a ton of court time, but her practices are helping her get better every day. So... Uh, like I said, to lead things off, you guys are 12 and two, sitting at four and two in league um, after sweeping Galena. A big week for you guys this week with Bishop Minogue and Douglas. I guess, in your opinion, what does a successful week look like to you? Okay. Well, whoever redid the schedule and moved Minogue to not our first game for the first time in 10 years, <laughs> I want to thank them because starting off with Minogue is rough for any team, right? 10 um, years in a row, too. That's, yeah, it that's, was a long time that's starting That's not with an accident, Minogue. it feels like. <laughs> nope. So, whoever did that, thank you. In terms of Minogue, we're away at Minogue. I really do think our team could take Minogue. I did see they just lost in three to Spanish Springs. It, it depends on if they're having a strong night, a weaker night. But if we come in guns blazing and we play as a cohesive unit, I do think Carson could take Minogue. Ideally, I want to fight. I want to be like toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, um, five games, whatever it takes. But I want to show the girls that you guys are Minogue level if you believe that you are. But something happens when they go in and they don't think they are. So I just want them to play with confidence and come out feeling good. If it results in a win, amazing. But if we can just take it to those five and even if we lose, but it was a strong game, I'm genuinely happy with that. Douglas, we want the win. Like, it, and it should be, in theory, a win. If the girls come in and they play to their level and they don't get in their heads, we should beat Douglas. I think just in terms of stats and skill, we're um, up on them a little this year. But no matter what, when we play Douglas, it seems to be like they up their game, we up their game. Like we always play a really strong game for the most part. So Douglas is fun because it's just a fight and it's emotional and a little like, the you know, your emotions are heightened. But sometimes that is a good thing and the girls play awesome and they build off of it. And sometimes it rattles us and we shut down. And last year I saw both things happen. 
So it really is just how they come in. I'm hoping this year with a team of older girls, their maturity level will help them kind of deal with those nerves. And instead of being rattled by them, we can use them to really just kind of focus and take that game against Douglas. So I'm hoping for a two-week win, um, but really quality play without getting rattled against these two teams is what's more important to me. Yeah, uh, we've talked a lot about the Carson Douglas football rivalry with it being the 100th anniversary uh, yeah. this season, but that rivalry does not shy away in other sports. It is just just as competitive as it is no. on the football field. Yeah, even when I was there, it's that same rivalry. And it's funny because they all go play club together afterwards. So as soon as the game is over, they're hugging and high-fiving and they're best of friends again. But as soon as that whistle is blown, you can feel the rivalry. And it's fun. I'm glad it's still there, especially in, in high school sports. I think that's lacking. So it's fun to kind of see that um, shine through still. Well, Brittany, thanks for joining us. I I will put you on the spot with one question before we okay. go. What has surprised you the most this season about, uh, uh, you know, a, a season where you probably expected to have some success, but you're sitting at, at 12 and two to this point. What's, what do you think has, has kind of shocked you the most about the team this, this fall? I was expecting another year of my middles to come in and kind of claim the court. I was thinking Anna and Sarah were going to be our top two kill leaders. Um, and that's not the case. It's our outsides. And I mean, what a great thing. It is something that's going to make me a little nervous for years to come. I really need to develop some strong middles coming up, but it's been really fun to see the outside get in the game more. Last year, they weren't set very often because our middles were just terminating the ball. This year, they're working against huge blocks that are trying to shut our middles down. And so it's been fun to see other players come up and having us be like a three-spot hitting team and just really proud of everybody. It's like, It feels like a good, a good vibe, a good connection this year. Last year, definitely had some like you know, groups. And um, this year, it really does feel like everybody is together and they want it together as a unit. So super happy with how the season's going. I'm hoping we can take it and make it down south. That's the goal. Awesome. Thanks for your time and uh, terminating the ball. I'm going to have to use that in my stories more often. I like I like that phrase. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot again to Carson High volleyball coach Brittany Witter for joining us. Uh, that has been episode 95 of the Behind the Bench podcast. Thank you to our main sponsor. That is Played Again Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, or you can check them out online at www.playedagainsports.com. Thanks as always to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr., and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Take it easy.